Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you would treat you. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great, great day. Man, who knew there were so many George Kittle fanboys out there? My goodness, people. Get to that. The Rockets remain the same Rockets 
that they've uh, that they've always been. That's who the Rockets are. That's who they want to be. Kind of fascinating, fascinating to uh, to watch what the Rockets pulled off last night in a loss, but uh, more the chatter of today. But let's get to kind of the story of the day, which maybe the story of the season. The Cowboys are fascinating. You know, it's been since 1996 they've had back-to-back winning seasons. They've had two, if not three, of the elite coaches of modern football on their staff over the past 25 years, right? They had Jimmy Johnson, of course, uh, walked away from a championship team after winning back-to-back championships, handing Barry Switzer their third title, Switzer's first, and giving one away. But between Jimmy Johnson and, of course, Bill Parcells, and on Bill Parcells' staff, it should be pointed out, Sean Payton was there. Sean Payton left and got the Saints job, and the rest is history. So those are three of the most dynamic coaches in modern football. Now, if you're going to start any list of the best 10 coaches in the NFL of the past 25 years, obviously Bill Belichick heads that list, but Bill Parcells is right behind him, and Jimmy Johnson, only because he walked away, is probably the guy who does not get his due like he should. But he walked away kind of in his prime. And then, you know, like, look, I, I feel like everyone in the league knows how good Sean Payton is. And and sometimes we as fans lose perspective on where the Saints were historically before he, he got in there. And after uh, Bounty Gate, you know, here they've been competitive to get back to the Super Bowl. And, you know, two really, really fluky plays have kept them out the past two years. So, we'll get to all of that. But let, let's start with the Cowboys and 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 what Troy Aikman said earlier today in, in the herd. This is Troy Aikman essentially saying why the Cowboys, one, haven't been able to get another big-time coach after Parcells walked away, and two, what's been going on this year. We've got a head coach who we know for 10 years has been saying we're focused on Tuesday, today. That's all we're worried about is having the best practice today that we can possibly have. And the owner's talking about getting on a run and winning the Super Bowl. And you've got a head coach who comes out and says we're going to evaluate the kicker. And then the front office says right after that that they weren't evaluating the kicker. All those things have an impact. And it slowly trickles down. So I think there's a lot of factors that have played into this. Coaching obviously hasn't been great at times in certain situations. Players haven't played great. But the front office hasn't been great in allowing the head coach to do his job either. It, it, it's not easy. And it's one of those things, like I told people before in this offseason that I sensed it, and I talked to NFL people, and they all kind of nodded their heads, which was, which is kind of simple. Why couldn't the Browns have a conversation, have more deeper conversations with some of the big-name head coaches, whether it's Lincoln Riley, who kind of shunned it, turned it down almost immediately? You know, whether, whether he turned it down, whether you read you know, online or read in the papers, the fact is that they would have loved to have Lincoln Riley in Cleveland. They would love to have a conversation with a bunch of different people. But the problem is, because Cleveland has turned over coaches so often, because it's seen as a dysfunctional organization, it makes it really, really... And, look, John Dorsey's a powerful GM, a guy who has a big voice, and he has done, on paper, a very good job of of changing that roster. 
And then, remember, going into the offseason, Baker Mayfield was the most or second most powerful voice, meaning whoever took over that job as a coach, if things went wrong, they were going to get the blame. So it didn't make it an attractive job. It remains a fairly unattractive job. The Cowboys have the personnel. And though there are some limitations, I think most people feel at the very top with the quarterback, he's good enough to win a lot of games with. And they have outstanding players. They have any anything facility-wise you could ever hope for. Like, their practice facility, which is really Jerry's world, is so good, that's where they play. I think they play bowl games there. I know they play a high, the high school state championship there. Like, it's ridiculous. They have... They have done everything in their power to make the Cowboys not only profitable, but a winner at the exact same time. The reason that job is not as attractive is you have an owner who's making contradictory statements that don't fall in line with what the head coach is making. And if we go back to, I've said this long, when Jimbo Fisher took the Texas A&M job, he said, and, and I'm kind of quoting verbatim here, if everybody's not pulling in the same direction, it doesn't matter. You're not good. You're not, the likelihood of you winning becomes very, very slight. That's the Cowboys. And and look, like Troy Aikman is always a Cowboy. He has the respect and has earned it of Jerry Jones, of everybody in that organization. And he has been honest all year in calling out, you know, his a guy who is his backup, a guy who is his friend, the the coaching mistakes that they've made. Like he's doing his job and he but but he's still a cowboy and he's pointing out like, hey, this is not helping us win. It's not helping us win. Jerry is his own worst enemy. And I can relate to that. I'm my own worst enemy. I'm my own worst enemy. You know? Is it helping you win at the end of the day? Whereas Jason Garrett, who's solid, who's prepared, who's a good leader, whether or not he's a great coach or he hires great coaches. Like, look, we can point to the special teams being a disaster. It has been. But we could all point out that it's not like Jason Garrett's coaching special teams. He's not calling plays. That's that's Kellen Moore. He's he's not calling the defense and the scheme that everybody says needs to be reworked. That that's not his job. That's not his he but he's responsible for all of it. But Jerry being Jerry, Jerry interjecting himself to every possible personnel move, Jerry not being aligned with his head coach makes it increasingly difficult to have them succeed. And if you want to know the real reason they're not able to have back-to-back winning seasons, and the Seahawks are, you know, not not back, back-to-back 10-win seasons. Haven't had it since 1996. Is it the fishbowl that they're in? Sure. Is it Jerry writing checks and overpaying dudes and their egos becoming inflated? Sure. But the reality of it is, Parcells and Jimmy Johnson couldn't do it long-term. And those are two of the best. And though Sean Payton has at times been potentially available, and maybe it's because they're paying him so much money in New Orleans, if if Sean Payton really wanted to be the coach of the Cowboys, he could have done it. I'm I'm sure part of them them thinking, man, we should have gone and gotten John Gruden. They wanted to get John Gruden. They, They never... One fired their coach, but they would have fired their coach had they felt like they could get John Gruden. And why couldn't they get John Gruden? Because he didn't want to make a decision that was overturned by Jerry Jones. 
the coaches that will take those jobs aren't the elite-level coaches. The elite-level coaches want to coach the great players, but they don't want to have their they don't want to have their opinion overturned by the guy cutting the checks. It's not how they want to roll. So I I think Troy Aikman has offered a ton of insight this year in the NFL. Like he's been not even close. He has been at the absolute top of his game, which is impressive to do it twenty years and to keep pushing and teaching and it not get stale and boring. And I know it's a Super Bowl year. But Troy Aikman's been really good. He's been really opinionated. And when he's sharing honest opinions about the Cowboys where he said, hey, the coaching hasn't always been great, but the front office has killed the coach's chances or hurt the coach's chances of getting their message through because they're not all on message. They're not, they're, they're not aligned. Doesn't mean you need to be yes men or to be lemmings and to simply agree with everything that Jason Garrett wants or everything Jerry Jones wants, whatever. But openly to the media, to the public, what is the what is the win? How is it helping us win? Remember, every coach you hear talk about whether it's Colin Kaepernick or or other players like we just don't want distractions, and it's true. And Jerry Jones is a distraction. In an effort to take the blame off his players, in an effort to make Cowboys fans feel better, he ends up becoming more of a distraction. He's his own worst enemy. And I thought Troy Aikman summed it up marvelously. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, what does the firing of Ron Rivera mean for Cam Newton and the future of the Panthers? And for the future of Ron Rivera, we'll discuss next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Doug Gottlieb. Live from uh, Denver, by the way. Thanks to the iHeartRadio folks in Denver. Doing a college basketball game tonight. And uh, San Diego State, Colorado State. I know I'm getting old because when I use uh, references like uh, the movie One on One with Robbie Benson, um, and uh, and I and and it's it's the beginning of the transfer portal, right? Was the end of the movie One on One. There's lots of people like I have no idea who that what that what movie you're talking about. Maybe it should be remade. Maybe it should be remade. Pretty good. One on One, Robbie Benson. So I'll see if it's on uh, Amazon or, or Netflix. Earlier today, Albert Breer was on the herd this morning. And of course, yesterday, the breaking news was that Ron Rivera was uh, relieved of his duties. Four games left, kind of curious timing. But it does, it does feel like Ron Rivera getting out early. And, and, you know, look, maybe it's David Tepper, the owner, walking in going like, are you kidding me? You lost to the Redskins. You're all fired. It's a reasonable response. It really is. But there's also the possibility that Ron Rivera is like, look, I got a better shot at getting one of these jobs if I get out ahead of this thing instead of you guys. I'm not going to be here. You know, let's let's just move forward. Let Perry Fuel get a chance to show what he can do. By the way, Perry Fuel, the, the name is not spelled like Fuel, but Perry Fuel. That is a That is a rock star name. Rock star name. Anyway, this was Albert Breer earlier today on the future of the Carolina Panthers. There's been no secret in that building over the last couple of years that David Tepper, and this makes sense because of his hedge fund background, that he wants a very analytically driven organization. They're going to involve sports science. They're going to try to be very, very forward thinking. I think he felt like he needed a new coach as part of what he was going to do, um, turning things over in that organization. Look, I... Replay that one more time. Take a listen again, and and I'll tell you what I hear, what some may miss. There's been no secret in that building over the last couple of years that David Tepper, and this makes sense because of his hedge fund background, that he wants a very analytically driven organization. They're going to involve sports science. They're going to try to be very, very forward thinking. I think he felt like he needed a new coach as part of what he was going to do, um, turning things over in that organization. He wants a much more uh, analytical approach. Right, um, but what does that actually mean? Right, 
Like if you if you hear a guy say, I want a much more analytical approach, and of course you're replacing a coach who is not a dinosaur, but as a former player, kind of old school mentality. I'm I'm sure he's not a big analytics guy. But analytics driven data likes efficiency. Likes efficiency. And maybe you could make the case that what Lamar Jackson is doing by shortening the game, by getting first downs via the run as well as via the pass, maybe that helps helps the analytics crowd. But generally, the analytics crowd is about efficiency. Right? That's using statistical data to find out the most efficient ways to be successful heading forward. Right? Do you know who's not a great analytics quarterback? Do you know who is not an efficient guy who throws a ton of incompletions, who's always hurt, so obviously that hurts his ability to be on the field and to be efficient? Like, that's just not who Cam Newton is. And so in our search, in our zest to find out what happens with Cam Newton, and I pointed out yesterday, like, look, $19 million is not a ton of money. But when you hear they want a more analytics-driven approach, that should tell you all you need to know about how ultimately they will view Cam Newton. Because there's not a data guy in the co- in the country that comes in and goes, oh, Cam Newton? Yeah, he's efficient. You, you can say he's tough. You can say he leads. You can say he can make the big play. When he's healthy, he can run it. He can throw it. You know, you can... He has great experience. He's the face of the franchise. You can say all of these things, which are probably accurate. What you wouldn't say is, hey, that's an efficient quarterback. You just wouldn't. Nobody would. Nobody would. Um, We'll find out if last night's win for the Lakers proved they are schedule-proof. We'll talk to Zach Harper from The Athletic upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. All right, let's welcome in Zach Harper from The Athletic. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I want to start with the Lakers. What did we learn from their win in Denver last night? They're still really good defensively. They've slipped a little bit. Even during that win streak, they slipped a little bit because uh, I think Avery Bradley not being around um, just kind of threw things off a little bit. But, man, that when that team wants to lock down defensively, especially against a, you know, a middling to mediocre offense, and that's what Denver has been most of this year, uh, especially with Jokic not really trying to establish himself. When they want to lock down, that's a dangerous Lakers defense. Yeah, I, I feel like um, one of the reasons their numbers have slipped is they're playing a little bit better level of competition, right? Obviously, the wear and tear on, on older players. Um, but to me, to me, Caruso's been the key, right? Because it allows LeBron to guard power forwards or even switch to centers, especially when they go small. They have a dynamic defensive group with their guards. And then if LeBron James is your fourth or fifth best defender, you got a really good team out there. Yeah, and it's and it's about keeping LeBron engaged, right? Like, I don't think they can keep up this intensity defensively for 82 games. I think that's asking a lot out of this group. Um, and, and I think that's just not really what teams do anymore for the most part because they're expecting to play 100 games this season with the playoffs. Uh, but when LeBron can be engaged like that and he can kind of pick his spots while still being locked in and calling stuff out and the way Anthony Davis is defending, like I've, I've been very critical of Anthony Davis' defense in the past. I think he's been a good individual defender and I think he's been just an okay team defender. And I think the numbers in, in New Orleans would mostly, you know, kind of back that up. But the way he's defending under Frank Vogel so far, it's just the whole group. Like they're just doing a tremendous job. 
Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Zach Harper. What about what about Denver? Okay, Denver. You know their whole thing is continuity, right? We're going to keep it all together, keep the band together. Where are we with Denver at this point in the season? Well, that's the weird thing. They're what? They're thirteen and five, and it feels like they're disappointing for some reason. And, and you know they've been the best defense in the league up until this point. Uh, their offense has not been that good. And I just look at Jokic, and I'm just wondering. Does he want to be out there as much as we want him to be out there? Because he really hasn't done much this year in terms of justifying any preseason MVP contention hype. Uh, his his numbers last year, his play last year was phenomenal. And I don't know if it's a hangover from the FIBA World Cup. I don't know if he'd rather play Call of Duty. Like I don't know what it is with Nikola Jokic, but he just doesn't seem that interested to to be a scorer and to be a guy who establishes himself offensively. They still run a ton through him, obviously, because he's their best playmaker. But at any point last game, other than maybe the last minute, did you think this guy wants to dominate tonight? Like, that's what he should want to do against these guys. Yeah. I, I, maybe better as the underdog than, than as, as the favorite. Uh, Mello struggles last night. Somehow he was Western Conference Player of the Week. I don't really get that one. Like, <laughs> James Harden drops 69-11. And they're like, yeah, let's give it to Melo because he 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 can still make make buckets every now and again. Um, is it was was last week just fresh legs, and this week is I mean, now we're we're starting to see who he really is. I mean, like two of the games yeah, against mean, the Bulls. Let's be honest. Right, two games against the Bulls, game against a decent Thunder team. You know, he got he got his legs under him. He played well, uh, even in the losses, except for that first game. Um, you know, it's a nice story. I don't know if it's Western Conference Player of the Week. Nice in terms of that, especially when James Harden drops like 94 points in uh, in two games. I, I you know Luka Doncic almost averaged a triple double for the week, and, and it was really good. Like I, I don't know if it was that good. It felt a little bit like when we gave the Hawks Player of the Month because we just liked their story uh, back in what was that 2016. But yeah, like it's it's a nice story. It's good that Melo's back. It's good that Melo's back, and he's actually productive. Like he's actually helped that team. But as the schedule gets tougher, we'll see just how effective he can be in that role. Zach Harper joining us here, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Why do you think the NBA's ratings are down? Uh, I think it's a supply and demand thing. I mean, it's look, it, it's a it's a lot it's a lot to keep up with, even if you are a diehard NBA nerd like myself, right? Like it, it is a lot of games to keep up with. It's a lot to to track, and I think in an age in which attention spans are shorter and the cords getting cut, and you're seeing more young people you know, consume things on YouTube and highlights and shorter bits, getting people to dial in for a game is tough. And, and the easy, uh, you know, no consequences uh, type of theory is, hey, just cut the games and, you know, cut the games shorter, the schedule shorter, and that will create more supply and demand. And I think that's great, except then you cut revenue and you will eventually make that revenue up. But you know who doesn't like giving up revenue in the short term? Everybody involved in the NBA. And so <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how you fix that. Right, like I think there are ways to fix it. I don't know how you realistically fix it, but yeah, I just think like until until people lock in that these games in November, December matter as much as the games in March and April. Like, yeah, you're just gonna have a rating tip for a while, and and, it, and it's probably cyclical. Like, it'll probably go back up and it'll be fine. But until then, you know, it's panic. Zach Harper joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Miami goes into Toronto and gets win. First team to beat Toronto on their home floor, and of course, Toronto. You know, finally got their starting point guard back, and and Jimmy Butler spoils it. He he outscores the Raptors by himself. Are you a buyer long term into Miami? 
Oh, absolutely. I, I think this Miami team is fantastic. I mean, they, the, the way they're playing the offense, it's the best offense they've had uh, since LeBron was there, which maybe isn't a huge bar to clear, uh, but they, the way they pass the ball, I mean, this is, this, it's truly beautiful basketball every single night. They can defend, defend all kinds of ways. Bam Adebayo has been a monster defensively for them. They can rotate guys in and out of the lineup. I mean, they, this is a spectacular team. I think they're still a player away. Um, from, from really making noise and maybe challenging for that Eastern Conference title. But this is a team that no one will want to face in the playoffs if they're healthy. Like, absolutely no one. This is a, this is a nightmare matchup in the playoffs. I'm, I'm fascinated by the Clippers. Um, obviously, when healthy, they've been blasting fools. Have you seen these numbers of the volume of threes that Paul George has taken? Like, it, like just ridiculous, like Steph Curry type of numbers. Um, yeah. But there's question, there, there, there are questions about Kawhi and how bad is the knee, right? How, like, how problematic is this? I, I've been told that this was all part of the plan. Like, he's going to play when he's right. When he's not right, he's not going to play. And everybody's good with it because they know he's going to play in, in the postseason. What's your take on the Clippers so based on what you've seen so far? Yeah, I mean, I think they're the best team. I think they have the highest ceiling based on what we've seen. And I think they've just barely begun to scratch the surface of it. Um, but... My concern is with Kawhi's knee. I don't think it's good. I really don't. Like, I think, I think there are problems with his knee. I think it's worse than they've let on. I think it's manageable, and I think it's something that they're prepared to deal with and prepared to – like, I'm with you. I think they knew this was the case going into it, and as long as they get him into May and June, I think they feel pretty confident that it's going to work out, uh, much like it did for Toronto last year. But you have to be concerned with it because if Kawhi goes down, it's just the same old Clippers again, right? And they can be good – but they won't be title contenders, and the whole reason to do all this was to win a championship. There is no other mark that, that is acceptable other than winning a championship for the Clippers with this group, and that is completely contingent on Kawhi. I think they could survive a playoff run without Paul George if he went down. I don't think it would be easy, but I can see that scenario. It will not happen if Kawhi goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are, the Thunder are sitting on a couple of assets. Where do they end up? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, I could see, I could see maybe Milwaukee getting super aggressive and trying to go after Gallo at some point uh, if they feel like they don't have enough. Um, they've got a few few contracts they can play around with and, and maybe some picks. Um, I think that the Chris Paul trade is not going to happen. I don't see. I don't think anyone's going to take on that money. Uh, I don't know how this happens, but my ideal scenario is the Boston Celtics ending up with Stephen Adams. I would, I would think the Celtics are probably the favorites in the, in the East if they ended up with Steven Adams. Now, the contracts make it super hard to deal with unless they just decide to do a, a Gordon Hayward for Steven Adams uh, trade straight up, and I don't think that's going to get it done uh, for either side. But I, like Steven Adams, if he gets on the move, that is a guy, much like Marcus saw last year, that's a guy who changes championship uh, aspirations for anyone who gets him. Yeah, I mean, obviously they need, they need somebody to, you know, to deal with that big fella uh, that's in that's in Philadelphia. I think that's that's reasonable. I don't know if they bail on Gordon Hayward because before he got hurt, he was playing so well, right? Like I just th- right. there's there's a certain amount of they're almost pot committed to Gordon Hayward, and you would it feels weird to think that you know in, in halfway through the third year in, considering he missed an entire year, that this would be the moment. But maybe that's that that's what be. All right, let me get to the Rockets last night. Um, he obviously had a dunk which wasn't counted, and yeah. now they they now they you know they're and it was a, a completely blown call. But at the 100%. time they're up they're up fifteen, and I don't think that was the sole reason. That was the sole reason that they lost. 
But this is the complaining afterwards and the filing of protest and the offering up to replay the game. Like, this is Rockets 101. Like, it's one bucket. Go out and win the game. Uh, am I am I wrong to think, yes, the officials blew the call. And for, for those of you who are missing, James Harden, who had a kind of a bad 50 last night, 11 to 38. He goes in for a dunk. Would have put him up 17 points. It actually goes through the, the rim into the net, but it's one of those super long nets that whips up and then spits the ball back out the rim, and it was deemed to not be a basket. He goes crazy. The whole place goes nuts, and it, it's not overturned. Um, this feels like same old Rockets to me. How about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Rockets are always asking to speak to a manager. Like, that is just <laughs> that is your number one mode. They're always asking to speak to a manager. Like, that is just what happened. Remember the dumb audit they had last year that they leaked yes. out? Uh, about the previous Western Conference. I mean, this is just what they do. And, and I'm with it, like, completely blown call. The fact that Mike D'Antoni didn't get to challenge it because he couldn't get clarification on what he was challenging within that 30-second window, they had, it's dumb. It's a dumb parameters for making the challenge when they're trying. Like, I'm with them on all that. The idea that they're leaking out, that they're optimistic, the league will just give them the win or allow them to replay the final seven minutes and 50 seconds in which they blew a 15-point lead and then couldn't close in overtime or double overtime is asinine. Like, this is the definition of the Rockets. This is why people can't stand the Rockets. It's not, the, it's not James Harden hunting fouls. It's that they complain about everything. Complain about everything. Ultimately, does it work? No, the, the, the league shouldn't, like, it's a blown call. But no, 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 I mean, ultimately, I mean, ultim- ultimately, does the Rockets thing work? Oh, I mean, yeah, if James Harden, if James Harden plays more of a team game and doesn't just settle for jumpers every time in the playoffs, yeah, I think, it, I think it'll work. I think they're good enough. I think they have enough talent. I just don't know if they have the mentality. They have to change their mentality. Okay, but, but you're, you're saying if James Harden does something that he has not previously done in any of the playoffs before, what makes us think that he would change? Uh, you know, sometimes you, you you stare at yourself in the mirror long enough, and you and you start, you know, you, one, you, you first you, you check out your outfit for the night. Then at a certain point, you know, you get a little too deep into your own eyes, and you start wondering, hey, do I need to change some things about myself? I think that's possible, James Harden. You are forever an optimist, aren't you? <laughs> I I try to be. I try to be, especially when it comes to someone as good as James Harden. He should be. He should be trying to be better, right? Yeah, everybody should be trying to be a best version of themselves. I just. You're asking him, last night he was 4 of 20 from three-point range, and then you're asking him to suddenly get in the playoffs and switch and have a completely different mentality than the one he's had for a decade that's won him an MVP, that's given him a huge contract, that's allowed them to build an entire team and system around him. I, I, I think well, that's a stretch. I mean, Doug, it's not like they missed 27 straight threes in a Game 7 once, you know? Like they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll find a way. They'll, 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 figure, they'll figure it out. Analytics guys sitting there going, hey, you got just as good a chance of making the next one as he did the first one. There is no momentum. <laughs> Zach Harper, follow him, follow him on Twitter. I talk hoops, and of course, uh, follow him and read his work in The Athletic. He does an outstanding job. Zach, great catching up. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, Doug. Anytime. Can it, could a Pro Bowl wide receiver be returning to action this Sunday? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Every day at this time on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We try and get you caught up on as many stories of the day as possible. We do so by playing a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Steve DeSeger, what is the game of choice? All right, do we have all the... uh knickknacks that we usually overproduce for these segments and then i say usually to john ramos what's the game today real news fake news ah there we go it is you just heard what it is well i'll get to item number one and i'll read the sports item and doug you tell me real or fake wide receiver aj green will be making his debut of the season for the Bengals this sunday against the browns is that real news or fake news real news you are fake news. No, oh. he is still out this week after that ankle injury that's bothered him all year. The team still thinks Green can return to play this month. 
before his free agency. Next item, Arkansas met with Washington State head football coach Mike Leach in regards to their coaching vacancy. Is that real news or fake news? Mm, Real news. They're real and they're spectacular. If you believe the football scoop report this week that Arkansas has met with Leach recently, of course, there's nowhere to go but up. If you've seen Arkansas football recently, they lost at home this year to San Jose State and Western Kentucky on the way to also going 0-8 in conference this season. Next item, Ottawa Senators defenseman Mark Bowicki thwarted an attempted robbery Sunday in Vancouver. Real news or fake news? Sounds like sounds sounds too bizarre to be fake. It's got to be real. <laughs> they're real oh. and they're spectacular. Indeed, an article on NHL.com about this that Sunday he was in town waiting for his team to play Vancouver on Tuesday and stymied a robbery. He was headed back to the team hotel after eating lunch with teammates, stopped to do some shopping for his newborn, saw a suspicious man break the passenger side window of the car he hears this huge bang glass everywhere and the man's yelling back at him telling him to go away but the player crossed the street confronted the robber who tried to speed away on his bike but the ottawa player hooked arms with the robber knocked him off the bike and recovered the backpack he had stolen which had passports and other items inside that is crazy crazy stuff <laughs> that, 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 that's like do you remember that tv show what would you do yes Right, that, that they would feels stage like a, what things, would, yeah. Right, where they stage things, but it, one of the things is not everybody will do the right thing. We all act like everybody's going to do the right thing. That's not the case. Yeah, this is even beyond doing the right thing. This is like physically getting involved with, you never know. Uh, the Rays and the city of Montreal have taken their talks of splitting home baseball games between Montreal and St. Pete to the next level, discussing a potential new stadium in Montreal. Is this real news or fake news? Um, in Montreal. That's real news. You are fake news. No! Uh, the Tampa Bay Business Journal says the Rays and the city of St. Pete have ended negotiations about splitting the season between those two cities and that it won't be an option before 2028, which means, is it likely that the team stays beyond 2027 in Tampa Bay? That's a legitimate no, it feels question. Like they, it feels like they move. Uh, their lease at Tropicana Field ends then. We have another... There's, there's no new stadium planned, and there's just yeah. it just hasn't hit. You know, it just ha- it just hasn't hit. Yeah, and they can complain all they want about the drive from X place to the ballpark, but let's agree that it's really not a ballpark also. Even the Yankees can't draw flies when they come and visit sometimes at Tampa Bay, which is a bit shocking. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just, you know, in terms of location, like, look, if you've ever been to Tampa, you know that because of all the waterways or whatever, there's no real one, you know, you got St. Petersburg, um, you have Clearwater, you have all these other kind of surrounding communities, which you got to get in a car and go drive to. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think that makes that holds water at all. So to speak, the mayor uh, wrote a memo to the St. Pete City Council today and said both parties have agreed best path forward is just abide by the existing use agreement. So maybe they're writing their own death warrant there. Uh, Zach Wheeler signs with the Phillies five years. $118 million. They were not the highest bidder. Another team closer to the wife's family's home was more important uh, for him and his wife, at least. So he says, yeah, we're closer if we pick the Phillies, so we pick the Phillies. Is that the reason Wheeler signs the five-year deal there? Real news or fake news? Fake news. You are fake news. <sighs> yeah, actually, there's a scotch of truth to this. I'm sure baseball is the number one reason, but it is interesting that our Ken Rosenthal pointed out 
that the Weiss family is from New Jersey, and so signing in Philadelphia does make it closer than the White Sox. But let's just sure. go with baseball is the reason. And finally... And, and money. Uh, yeah, and $118 million. Ex-Astro, yeah. uh, our beloved producer today, Ryan, f- uh, found this. Ex-Astro J.D. Davis said he didn't know anything about the 2017 Astros' alleged cheating system. He said, quote, I wasn't aware of anything... And even if there was, I wish I would have known about it because I only batted like 200 or something. Actually, it was 24 games and he batted 226. Real news or fake news? I mean, the first part. Uh, Did he know? Yeah. Yeah, that's real. They're real and they're spectacular. One person says he didn't know anything about the alleged cheating system that the Astros employed in 2017 there. He was out of the loop? Uh, Yeah, yeah. a guy I, who played 24 know. games can I honestly know. say, I, I had no know. idea. Exactly. <laughs> if I would have known, I would have played more than 24 games. <laughs> and that's it for Real News, Fake News, and we're back with the press in a couple hours. Game this is Game Time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Boys, the Niner fans are nuts, right? So I was on uh, Cowherd's show, this is like two days ago. We were talking about Gronk and what's the matter with the with the Patriots offense, and I pointed out that what was rare about Rob Gronkowski is he literally could block like a lineman. and Block like a lineman, and then was as good a pass-catching threat as we've seen. Now, is he as agile, or was he as agile late in his career as a George Kittle or a Tony Gonzalez? Like, no. But I pointed out that most of the pass-catchers are not blockers, and I said, you know, like, George Kittle's not really a blocker. And, of course, Niner fandom boy has been like, why don't you watch Brian Baldinger's breakdown of how great a blocker he is? You're an idiot. So look, in in and kind of, and this is what always happens in in television. It's always the the added remark, which you probably didn't need to make your point, which ends up coming back to get you. Which the point is that Gronk's a unicorn, a unicorn. George Kittle is a good blocker. Fine. He's good. He might be the best, as for the pass catchers, the best blocking tight end of the great pass catchers at tight end in the league. But he's not Rob Gronkowski. He's not blocking defensive ends by himself. That's not what he's doing. He's chipping. He's moving. He's got good feet against linebackers. And, you know, this is and to get on the field in Iowa, I had to block to get on the field with the San Francisco 49ers. Got to be able to block. They want to run the football. So if, if, I said, well, he can't block. I didn't think I said I said he's not much a blocker. I was, I was incorrect. He's a much better blocker than I insinuate. Doesn't take away from the point. It doesn't put him in Rob Gronkowski's class. And it doesn't change the fact that Gronk is badly missed within their offense. All right. Coming up next, the Rockets are the Rockets. And they can't escape their own whininess. That's upcoming next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. I want to thank uh, the folks here in Denver for having me out and um, uh, send my uh, best wishes to Cindy Katz's family, currently having a funeral in uh, in Southern California. Most of our crew is is there. Obviously, my travels and uh, her 
uh, premature death uh, was a surprise, and I could not get out of the basketball game I'm calling tonight. Uh, by the way, Cindy, uh, Cindy wouldn't have gotten out of working. She loved to work, loved what she did. If you're just joining us and you missed yesterday's show, our booking producer, Cindy Katz, is kind of a really well-regarded legend in the industry and unbelievably well-liked. Like, uh, you know, I posted the obituary that was in the LA Times, and you wouldn't believe how many guests I've had that text me like, I, 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 I didn't know, I can't believe it. She was so kind, not only in how she set up the interview, but also listening to it, giving feedback, and whatever. Like everybody we've had on, for the three years I've been at Fox Sports Radio, it's been because of Cindy Katz. So, um, and that's not just my show, all the shows. That's what she did. to machine. Absolute machine. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this Rockets thing. Did you guys see what happened last night? Okay, so it was, and it's funny, I went to an NBA game with my son, went to the Thunder, taking on the Pelicans last Friday night. And the Thunder had a uh, really big uh, first-half lead. And then the Pelicans came storming back. They had a third-quarter lead. And at the start of the third quarter, he said, Dad, Dad, what do you think is going to happen? And I said, uh, Son, listen, it's the NBA. It'll be tied in the fourth quarter. And likely the home team makes a couple shots, gets a couple calls. I bet the Thunder win. What do you think happened? Anything happened? Like Dennis Schroeder hits a bunch of shots. Chris Paul comes in, makes a floater late in the game. Lo and behold, game was tied in the fourth quarter, like eight minutes to go. Thunder end up winning. I'm kind of going away. It's the NBA. It's always tied in the fourth quarter. Um, last night, the Houston Rockets went to take on the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs aren't great. Also haven't been healthy all year long. Um, boy, Bryn Forbes has made himself into quite the NBA player. Rudy Gay appears to be a little bit over the hill. You know, DeMar DeRozan is like a throwback to a previous era where you don't shoot threes. So they're okay. They're kind of work in progress team as they start to get healthier and healthier. Lonnie Walker has given them a spark as uh, he's been in and out of the doghouse. LaMarcus Aldridge didn't play last night. And at, at one point in time, one point in time, it was bad. It was a blowout, a complete bludgeoning at the hands of the Houston Rockets. James Harden had a breakaway dunk. And he made the dunk. Like, it was actually a made dunk. And at the time, I, I think they were up 15, 17 points. So when he misses the, it's called a missed dunk, right? They're up like 89, 72, 92. They're actually up 20 points with three minutes to go in the third quarter. But after this missed dunk, the Rockets kind of lost their mind. And as does happen in the NBA, you know, suddenly the home team makes a run. And though they entered the fourth quarter up 16, the San Antonio Spurs forced overtime and they end up winning the game in overtime. After the game, here's Mark, uh, Mike D'Antoni. You know, we just quit playing defense. We quit getting back. We turned it over silly and didn't get back. And, and then we lost, and they got hot, and they made shots, and uh, we just didn't do anything to combat it. Yeah, Lonnie Walker hit, uh, had a dunk and then hit two straight threes. That ended up tying the game at 115 with uh, 11 and a half 
seconds to go in the game. Game goes two overtimes, and the Rockets end up losing. Here's James Harden on what happened after the play. This is the made dunk that was called a missed dunk. Was there a loss of either focus or intensity after that, those next few minutes? Um, yeah, we just stopped playing. And they, got, they gained confidence. Um, yeah, look, he's not wrong. You're incompetent to miss that call. How you missed that, I have no idea if you're paying attention to the game as an official, how you missed that call. Like the ball goes through the rim, and then the net pushes it back out, up, kind of like spits it, spits it out. So you're not wrong for it to be considered incompetence as an official. The Rockets have formed a uh, have uh, not formed have filed a legal protest with the NBA over this call. Legal protest. Crazy, right? So. Um, yeah, you know, I, I get it. I, I completely understand how you lose your mind, how you lose your focus. We're trying to win a game on the road, and we get a breakaway dunk. One they could have felt like I sealed the game. Ah, scream. It's James Harden, our best player, who's got 50, although it took him 38 shots. He only made 11 in order to do it. L- look, I, I understand. I completely understand that you're mad. But filing a protest and offering up that if the if the NBA wants to replay the quarter, replay the game, or just give them the win, that would be okay. This is who the Rockets are. Again, I'm not saying they're wrong, and I do get that a missed call is as important. A missed call, missed two points, it ended up being incredibly important, right? But, bro, you're up 20 points with three minutes to go in the third quarter. You can't win that game? You're so busy worrying about this call? Like, did it have an effect on the final score of the game? Sure. And you have every right to feel like, but the idea of filing a protest, offering up to replay the game, like, really? You got to give us some sort of realistic solution, and that's not one of them. But this is who the Rockets are. Like the Rockets still don't think they were wrong for shooting twenty straight, twenty-seven straight threes and missing in Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals two years ago. So they don't, they don't, they don't think that. They don't think that way. Don't think that way at all. You know they think that they had it right. That everybody else has got it wrong. That no, no, no. Remember last year they formed a they they had a, a study and they released it right before the NBA playoffs. That ha- look at all the missed calls. In addition to the fact that it ticks the refs off, like yeah, I I got it. We miss a call or two, but to have a study and how you should have won the game, you end up looking like whiners. No one has ever done that in the history of sport. You're not a trendsetter. You're the guy that's bitching and complaining about something a year ago? Remember, that study didn't come out until right before the NBA playoffs, right before they're about to play the Warriors. Like, oh, this is going to help us get a call because we didn't get a call last year. Here's the calls you should have gotten. Don't shoot 27 straight threes and miss them. And this is why the Rockets won't work. The Rockets have convinced themselves that if it doesn't work, it's always somebody else's fault.
It was Chris Paul getting hurt. It was being unlucky. It was the officials. It was the league. You know, James Harden can't get a call. It's the refs. Or maybe it's the rest of the league telling you, hey, look, the NBA playoffs has always been officiated differently. You got to find a way to get more twos. You got to find a way to get more stops. The way you play in the regular season, not the way you play in the postseason. And if you're going to go back and bitch about every missed call, one in the third quarter of a game you lost in the fourth quarter in double overtime, two points taken off the board, which, look, it was a blown call. I'm not disputing it. It just speaks to who the Rockets are to the rest of us. And if we have that opinion as fans and pundits, you're you're damn right the NBA has that, whether it's the officials or the leaders of the league. That's not a reputation you want. You don't want the reputation of, if something doesn't go right, it's always somebody else's fault. All right, got a lot to get to this hour. A potential Hall of Fame quarterback is getting his farewell tour, just not the way or not the one that he would have wanted. I'll explain next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. So this kind of worked out nicely for Eli Manning, right? right? Daniel Jones gets hurt in a walking boot. You know, they they obviously saw Daniel Jones, the heir apparent. They gave him plenty of run. And uh, now, all of a sudden, Eli Manning is going to get a chance to to start the last couple of games. Get to start against the Eagles. No. And this is one of those. I get, look, it's actually a great lesson for all of us. And I'm just as guilty of this as, as athletes are. And maybe you are in, in life, too. It's very easy when you get demoted to feel sorry for yourself and to look for another place. It's very, very easy. Do you get passed over for a promotion? You know, look, at, at some point in time, you got to feel like it's your time and maybe you have to go elsewhere or at least have the threat of going elsewhere. This is a reasonable thing. Eli Manning was benched by the Giants after just two games. Now, all of a sudden, he's very likely to start on Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eli said, obviously, we'll see what happens. But business as usual in a sense of get the game plan, start prepping for Philly, going against a good defense, but also a defense we faced for a number of years. Know them well. Just get back in the mix of the offensive line receivers. Make sure the timing is where it needs to be. There is an interesting... Look, he's not going to win a Super Bowl the way his brother did. But it is interesting that his brother essentially uh, benched for... um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Brock uh, Osweiler. During his last season, now his brother threw nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions. This is the great Peyton Manning. And then, of course, right before the playoffs was back named starter and led them. I'm doing led with the quotations. Led them to a Super Bowl. So Jones was injured his ankle on a quarterback sneak on fourth down in the second quarter. He was wincing. He had his ankle checked and taped in the sideline before returning to the game. He claimed to be fine on Monday before being sent for an MRI as discomfort persisted. My guess is, could he play? Yeah, if it's the playoffs and he could play. Daniel Jones' game is based upon his mobility. This will hurt it. And if this is a way to get Eli a couple more starts and feel good about himself and feel good about how it ends up, that's great. Look, it's not how you envision it. It's not how you envision it, but if you're Eli Manning... Like, for not throwing a complete fit the way I I think his people did last time. Like, all of that negativity around benching Eli, part of it was Geno Smith. It's really hard to play Geno Smith in the state of New York or in, in that stadium. Same when 
he occupied as the Jets' starting quarterback and wore out his welcome. But I also think that had Eli supported him, had Eli been what he's been to Daniel Jones, and granted, this was a much, this was an arranged marriage. I'm talking with Daniel Jones. But had Eli been that way, it, it wouldn't have been as uh, as volatile. As volatile. So now he stays ready. He gets an organic opportunity. It's not forced. And everybody's going to feel good about how this ends. But this is an always stay ready kind of scenario. Always stay ready. Always be ready because you never know when your number is going to be called. And if you, you know, I have a friend in uh, college basketball who technically got demoted on his staff. And he lost a little bit of money. You know, his comp car changed. Like everything changed. And it doesn't mean that he's not a good coach. I completely disagree with what the head coach decided and why the head coach decided. But it was interesting. The other day, he was in the head coach's office talking about something else, and the head coach said, like, hey, what do you think about the team we're upcoming to play? And he said, well, I think this, this, and this, and we should probably do this. Now, it didn't get him his promotion back, but it showed that he's still invested in the team and still ready whenever called upon. Whenever called upon. And that's what Eli Manning has done. He, he's a pro's pro, and this is going to be his farewell tour. We'll see if it lasts all four games. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Okay, so tell me the, the, the details of this uh, Angels deal. They're staying... Yeah, they, I know they, had, the- they had the pressure, remember, hey, we could always go to Long Beach. And so the city of Anaheim, which has owned the thing since the Angels moved there in the 60s, the stadium I'm talking about, uh-huh. is going to sell Artie Moreno, essentially sell cheap the stadium and all the parking lot property around, which they had started to build on in the last right. 20 years. And so the 133 acres for $325 million. That's correct. Includes the stadium. So in a couple that of weeks. Is a, yeah. That is a sweetheart of a deal. And of course, the Angels being owners, they can decide whether to revamp or do nothing to the stadium or build on their own parking lots. They will own all of that. And the Anaheim City Council, in a couple of weeks, uh, they'll get the agreement formally then. Yeah, they, I mean, they're going to have to completely redo the stadium. It was redone, is, remember, well, yeah, after the Rams 20 years, left. 25 years ago. That's right. Made it a ballpark again. Yes, yes. Um, that's going to be interesting to see what they do. They build a stadium right next to it in the parking lot, which is an option. Obviously, parking would be an abject disaster for the probably two years it takes to build it. Or do you gut it and redo it? If you gut it and redo it, do you do it the way they probably do what they did with the L.A. Coliseum, which is you do... You know, it's like a three-year plan, right? You do the outfield one year. Talk about no parking, the, by the way. <laughs> you do one side of the... Yes, but there is there is parking at the Big A, right? I mean, for people who don't know, like what we're talking about, this is where the Rams used to play. Um, so it's a stadium that, although the parking is not you know perfect, it's, pretty, it's really built for 75,000 seats in terms of the amount of parking that they have. Now, they've built some apartments on it where players can live. There's some bars. They, they want an entertainment district, which I don't know if that ever takes off. Um, but this will be really interesting. And obviously, they had to get the stadium thing fixed because you got Mike Trout, and you're trying to go out and get Cole, uh, uh, Garrett Cole. You, you need to have, if you're going to have an, an elite-level team with the best pitcher on the market and the best hitter in baseball, 
then you might want to have a stadium that's not, you know, when Oakland's get replaced, it'll become the worst stadium in baseball if they don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole separate discussion, the whole Oakland Stadium thing. We talked about Tampa Bay last month. Man, Oakland, this has been going on forever. Yeah. Now, now they have their they have their new they have the architects HKS HKS did the Viking Stadium, which is spectacular. But they also did the Dodgers Stadium and the renovations. So, which have been numerous, which have been numerous. But the, the Dodgers have really they've kept it true to who they are and what it is about while modernizing the stadium. They've done as good a job as anybody's done. And the Dodgers were staying there, and they knew they were staying there, kind of like Fenway with the Red Sox, and they had that as sentence number one. Okay, and then now what do we do? And the Dodgers were so rich, they just double-shifted everybody in the offseason and finished a lot of pretty massive <laughs> renovations all in the offseason that nobody ever saw the progress of. You just showed up at opening day, and my goodness, now we've got this. Mm. Mm. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do, but but obviously this is uh, th- this is part of kind of the grand plan there. And $325 million sounds like a lot of money, but for 133 acres, which is a massive parcel of land in Southern California, with nothing on it alone, it's pro- you know the the dirt is probably worth north of what they paid. Then you four seventy five is it's been listed. What is it four seventy five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred thirty three acres. You can do a lot of stuff on that on that land. Wow, that's that's remarkable. Really, really surrounded remarkable. already by a lot of things within a mile or two in Anaheim, including on that street. Yeah, yeah. I would say yes. I don't know if surrounded by is fair. Right? Well, I, guess I mean, the, the on both sides of the five, yeah. Yes, there's the, the, the basketball arena, which also needs to be redone, right? The, the hockey arena. I guess now it's a hockey arena. No, but they had badly. March Madness there last year. Yeah, but it's a dump. I mean, it's just... It, <laughs> no, I mean, like, look, it's in 1995, when I was in high school, it was a palace. It was built in the early 90s to get the Clippers but they haven't done anything really to upgrade it since. You know, a couple little things. But, I mean, that needs that one needs to be massively redone as well. Otherwise, they would have had an NBA team um, or, you know, or at least had a chance at a, at a third NBA team. The Ducks put people in the seat, so it doesn't matter. But the, the Angels have obviously reached their breaking point. The other story is the Mets have been sold, right? So how does this thing work? So Ken Rosenthal is reporting this, that the Mets have been sold, but the Wilpons are going to stay kind of in power for five years, like it's a five years, almost like a lease to buy sort of thing. In the things that don't work out well, when new owners don't actually get to own for five years, ooh, and you just lost Zach Wheeler, ooh, ooh, I don't love predicting gloom and doom, but in this particular case, I'm going to predict some gloom and doom. That doesn't, that doesn't seem great. That doesn't seem great. Does it to anybody else? Like the, the devil is in the details of all of these stories. And the details are that, that the, the Mets are kind of being sold. Well, they are being sold, but they're being sold on like a five-year plan. The Wilpons obviously have, uh, have struggled to, by some people's estimation, pay at the level of the Yankees. Like, I just think Met fans are insane. I, I really do. They were in a World Series a couple years ago. They've been in playoffs several times in the last half, half, uh, half dozen years. I think two times last, last half dozen years. Granted, you'd like to be as successful as the Yankees, but guess what? You're not the Yankees. 
Yes, the Madoffs got caught up in the Bernie Madoff scheme, but they actually made money in the Bernie Madoff thing, or at least that's what we're, we're being told. So there's a lot to it. But to sell the team, but still run the team for five years before the sale transfers, that feels like a story that doesn't end up right. It just does. Feels one that doesn't, ooh. Um, all right, uh, I, I want to share with you this story. We're working on Daniel Jeremiah. Move the Sticks podcast. Bruce Arians, who has cited Jameis Winston as a major concern when he came out of retirement, declined to say whether or not Winston be part of the organization's plans after this season. He was asked today if he was to sit down with ownership this week and ask them for evaluation, if he'd unequivocally say that Winston is the starting quarterback going forward. I'm going to pass on that one. Said Arians, I'm going to wait until the end of December. Sources have told ESPN that the organization remains undecided on Winston's status going forward. He's continued to struggle with turnovers, throwing a league-high 20 interceptions to go along with 22 touchdowns this year. He's turned the ball over 101 times, the most since any player in the league since 2015. Arians has continually pointed out that many of those turnovers, not all, are on Winston. And he's, in, he's praised him for his ability to handle two-minute situations. There's been really, really, really good, and there's been some really, really, really bad. I'm going to pass until it's over, and then we'll make a decision. Now, generally, you guys know how I feel on this. This is like if you're asked, well, are you going to marry her? And you've been dating for four years. You've been dating for four years. Are you going to marry her? And you're like, well, there's some really, really good that's some really, really bad. I'm going to wait until after Christmas. See how that goes. Like, no, you're not. You've made your decision, right? If you continue to be indecisive publicly on what your future is, then privately we know you are decisive and generally it's to the negative because people don't want to, because the negative just causes too much of a stir. On the other hand, I do wonder, I do wonder if, Arian's process is a completely fair one. And he really does want to wait to the end of the year. And here's what I mean by that. Look, he didn't take over a guy with a blank canvas. He took over a guy who uh, had, had, they, they didn't have a good offensive line for several years. He was thrust into duty, didn't get time to learn. And maybe he doesn't like how he was coached by Dirk Cutter. I, I don't know. But how he finishes is really, really important. I mean, think of the breakdown in terms of the game logs this year, and you'll get a kind of a better sense of what Bruce Arians may be working towards. You know, he had no interceptions in a win over Jacksonville. He had three touchdowns, but two interceptions in a win against Atlanta. So they've won their three of their last four games. The loss was to New Orleans, and he had four interceptions. It's just too many. But let's see if he can put together three or four games in a row where he minimizes the turnovers. Generally, generally, I would believe that five interceptions against Carolina, four interceptions against New Orleans, three interceptions against San Francisco, you know, those are the good teams that they've played. Granted, he didn't throw a pick against Seattle in an overtime loss, but against the good teams that they've played, he's just turned it over way, way too much. And in addition to Cam Newton not being efficient, that's an inefficient way of trying to win football games. 
Everyone who's ever followed the sport knows he who turns it over the most is less likely or least likely to win. So I look at this thing and I think they've pretty much come to a realization that Jameis isn't their guy, but they're going to allow him the last four games. Maybe he stops turning the ball over the last four games and maybe they end up going on a run and being successful and you convince yourself that we've been able to fix this thing as the season's gone on and look what happened after 12 games. But usually when you say publicly you don't know and you've had plenty of time, plenty of time to know, you do know. You just don't want to tell people the answer because generally it's not the one they want to hear. All right, coming up next, we'll get to what the Fox said, including Clay Travis, I believe, I believe, misspeaking on quarterback play. That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. 
So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. All right, uh, let's uh, let's welcome in Dana Jeremiah. Move the Sticks is the podcast. Of course, you see him on the NFL Network, and uh, he has been uh, fortunate to call so many close games with with the Chargers. Um, honest question: Anthony Lynn in any danger of losing his job? I don't think so, Doug. You know, when you look at the last couple years, you know, last year twelve and four, the first year you're nine and seven. Um, you're in every single football game this year. Um, yeah. I, I don't think so. I think the injuries will be taken into account, and you hope that uh, you know things kind of swing your way next year. You know, last year all those close games, all those you know, uh, the bounces kind of went their way, for lack of a better term. And this year, it's I've never seen anything like it, man. I have absolutely never seen anything like it. There are five of the weirdest endings to football games I've ever seen. I thought the the pass interference call was a joke. Like it was so bad. It was it was yeah, I, it was it was laughable. It was, a, it was a fairly uncatchable ball. The defender turned his head at the last second, so you usually get credit on it. The wide receiver basically ran into the defender just to, to flop. And to decide a game on that call, it was just, I thought, embarrassing to the league. Yeah, I, you know, I'm always careful. Like, hey, I'm, you know, I, call it, I call the games on the team broadcast. I, I, I'm trying to be as objective as I can here. Um, I just, you know, it's one thing, it's one thing, it's bad enough to make that call in the first quarter but to end a football game on that call I just I don't I don't see how you can do that and to me the whole key was turn around and find the football you know by the letter of the law did he cut him off yeah yeah he did was it catchable no um did he turn around and try and locate the football yes and to, to end the football game on that uh man that was a again just a brutal brutal way for the Chargers to lose a football game and I'm not even sure that's top three for the season uh, in terms of how they lost the game, yeah, Tennessee, yeah. you know, Tennessee fumbling the ball twice in a row at the goal line is is got to be the worst. That's the that's number one on the list, and then you can go to the Raiders game with eight plays where you don't gain a yard other than a five yard penalty, where all you need is a field goal to uh, to win that football game. Pick in the end zone to end the Kansas City game, um, the Detroit game, pick in the end zone uh, in the last minute. I mean, it's it's been incredible. What do they do with Philip Rivers? Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the, coming down the stretch here. Um, you know, just you can look at it and say, okay, you know, it might be one of those situations where he decides at the end of the year it's, it's you know, he wants to go another direction. The Chargers could come to the same conclusion, um, and it could be an amicable split. But, um, you know, like they've got to get through the rest of this year. Maybe they kind of, you know, you, you start seeing what you saw last year, and that changes the thinking for all parties involved. But, it's hard to look at it right now, just objectively, and say, "Okay, this is something you can you can lock in for next year." Because I don't think anybody could say that at this point in time. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think so either. But uh, you know, that is, I mean, that would be a massive, massive change. And you know, do you want to start over essentially when you have such a an outstanding roster? Obviously, they're going to probably have to redo Bosa in the off season as well. Yeah. Um, but but with such an outstanding roster, do you want a young quarterback? Yeah, I mean that's a great point, and you're going to have to get Hunter Henry done uh, this offseason. I would imagine that you know you could franchise him. Worst comes to worst, but you've got to get Joey Bosa done long term. Um, 
you know, Austin Eckler, somebody that's be coming up soon. You know, you try and find a way to keep him because of his unique, you know, skill set. There's a lot of talent, and you could you could very easily sit in that room in the personnel department at the end of the year and say, hey, you know, this wasn't Phillips' best year. He'd be the first to admit that. But man, we're in every single football game. We're going to be healthier. Let's let's get some pieces on the offensive line, and we can, you know, we're we're close to being right back out there. So, you know, I think a lot of that is is weird to say it, Doug, because he's Phillips played forever. But it seems like there's a hyper focus and intensity on what he does in these last four games, and and really a season where everybody knows you're not going to the postseason. Yeah, but I actually think it's fair. I mean, like, look, the, the Raiders thing you point out, like, what was he doing? He had guys wide open underneath. The the Lions game where he threw to the end zone, he had a guy underneath that could have picked, kicked a field goal and forced overtime. Like, you know, la- last week you got, I mean, that that's that's on you. Like a lot of these are are on. I I don't like putting losses on quarterbacks, but you can put the losses on him as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean they've been crucial crucial you know decisions at uh, at end of football games that that have that have cost him some games. Now um, again, we can look at the offensive line woes, and he's, you know to me, I think you could make a case a little bit of the uh, the cause and effect of getting hit early in games, which speeds him up a little bit. You know that, that's that's an issue that. That's that's tough for him is when he gets hit a bunch early, it causes his whole process to speed up, and then that can lead you to some bad decisions later on in the game, and that's what we've seen. So, um, if if you're a Philip Rivers believer, you say, let's fix the offensive line, um, and you'll see that directly impact the poor decisions and the turnovers. If you don't believe in him, you say, look, he just he's he's not taking care of the football, and you can't win the ultimate prize if you don't do that. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice. Of uh, of Daniel Jeremiah, move the sticks is the podcast. NFL Network is the network. Let, let, let's kind of work our way backwards. I thought Monday Night Football is the perfect embodiment. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback; he's good. But there's seems to be a reason he doesn't win those games, and Russell Wilson finds a way to win those games. Is that is that is that too much? Is that putting too much of the win and loss on the quarterback's shoulders? Let me spin it. Let me try and spin it semantically. I think we're going to say we're basically saying the same thing. I'm not. Kirk Cousins is not the reason why they lose football games, and he's also not the reason why they win football games. If that makes any sense whatsoever, mm-hmm. that is what it is. I mean, he's he's dependent. He's a dependent player. He's a good player, but he's dependent. And I, I you know, when you look at a Russell Wilson. There's, you know, he's the one you depend on. He's not dependent on others. And uh, every time in those in those crucial moments, no matter what's taking place earlier in the game, there's just a calm over the entire organization and the team and, and the stadium that well, we all know how this is going to end. Um, and I, I just think when you look at Kirk, he's, he's a good player. But in those moments, I, I don't think there's anybody that's not biting their fingernails. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Uh, what about the Patriots? How fixable are their issues? Uh, you know, it's it's not great. I mean, it, I, I think that their their fixable issue, the way they fix it, and how they try and find their formula, which they're so good at just finding whatever that formula is, it's going to be just run the living tar out of the football. And and they've gotten a little bit healthier up front along the offensive line. Those big receivers, um, I think you feel more comfortable with them blocking than what they do out in the route. So. It's going to be ugly football and just try and control the clock. Don't turn the ball over. Every drive that ends in a kick is your friend and, uh, and hope you can grind your way through some of these games. But I, I just, they, in the past, they've been equipped. If they needed to, in a shootout, to be able to go that route, they couldn't do it 16 weeks, but they could summon up 
that type of offense in a game here or there. I don't see them being able to do that, which, you know, that that's to me is going to be a big challenge with Kansas City this week. You know, can, can they get enough offense? Because you know they're going to score. Yeah, you, you do you do know they're going to score, and I just I, I think that's the freakout. Uh, that's got to be the freakout, right? When you're Tom Brady, is you're looking ahead and you're thinking, all right, we can probably hold the Ravens back some. You know, they're not going to score forty on us next time. But mm-hmm. can we can we get to twenty five? Can we get to thirty? Mm-hmm. And right now the feeling is no. And with and you know Kansas City's going to score. And if not for the one offside, they wouldn't have scored enough for him last year. Yep. Yeah. No. And to me, I think you. If you're Bill Belichick, you're you're employing your defense. You know, stops are not good enough. Um, they have got to produce turnovers. They've got to give this this offense short fields uh, if they're going to find a way to beat the elite teams. You know, the top tier teams that they will see in the postseason. So uh, that's a lot of pressure to put on your defense. What did we learn about Lamar Jackson? Um, you know, what's fascinating, Doug, is is I talked about this with Baldy the other day. Um, I'm curious to see what happens when teams make the following adjustment because the unblocked defender that they read off of on the line in that in that uh, San Francisco game crashed on Mark Ingram the entire game, leaving Lamar Jackson for the second-level defender, whether it was a linebacker or a safety, which would match him up in space with Lamar Jackson on the perimeter. Sometimes that second-level defender got lost, couldn't find the football. Lamar was unchecked. Other times they made the correct read, bounced out with Lamar Jackson, and couldn't get him on the ground. And I just keep watching this going, when are they going to have the free defender up front? The first one to the mesh point between the quarterback, the quarterback and the running back. Hit the Hit quarterback. the quarterback. Put the ball in the running back's hands and take your chances between the tackles with all that traffic with Mark Ingram. Do not do not let the quarterback get to the perimeter and hope that you're going to be able to get him down in space. It's not going to happen. I would much rather lose with the ball in Mark Ingram's hands than in Lamar Jackson's hands. But that adjustment, maybe it's this week with Buffalo – but I watch it every week on tape, and I go, when is this going to happen? And it does not happen. So uh, I'm curious to see whoever whoever decides to go that route, but I'm still waiting. Yeah, I I, I think it's interesting. I, are we waiting for the playoffs? Is it a gentleman's agreement we're not going to hit your quarterback? <laughs> I mean, I I mean, obviously the he was going out of bounds, but he was not yet out of bounds, and they, they called for unsportsmanlike, but that's, that's way on the sideline. We're talking in the backfield. No, I'm talking about that. Is that you do not want him to get out. So... To me, it's a lot easier to tackle Lamar Jackson as he's riding the running back, you know, with the ball, with the ball, as opposed to trying to tackle him when he's got, you know, he's out on the perimeter and you've got ten yards and he's got a two-way go. Good luck. He is too phenomenal of an athlete. You're going to lose that a lot more times than you're going to win it. Um, I'd much rather give up the six yards to Mark Ingram. You know, uh, that to me is just uh, it's 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 weird because I I don't think these defensive linemen if they haven't seen this. They're uncomfortable being unblocked. You know, they're more comfortable trying to fend off a double team than they are being the you know the read guy who's not getting touched. It's just it's not a situation they find themselves in very often. No, no question. All right, last thing: Ron Rivera gets fired. One, Ron Rivera get a, get another job, and two, how does this affect Cam? Uh, I think it's a clean reset there in Carolina. Um, so I think you know I think that kind of plays into that. And I would think Ron Rivera, depending on the number of openings, you give me. Four openings. I can't find four better coaches than Ron Rivera. I think he gets another job this cycle. Cowboys. Um. Yeah. I mean, you could make that makes a little bit of sense, but uh, I, you know, offensive coach to me is a little more there. Will be a little more their style. 
But you go from offensive coach to defensive coach. Remember, he had Cam Newton. I don't know. It, it, it's fascinating. Move the Sticks is the podcast. Check out Dar- Daniel Jeremiah on the NFL Network and, of course, calling Chargers games as well. DJ, great stuff, man. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate you. All right. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Speaking of Ron Rivera, all right, here's what I want to do coming up next. Um, something Troy Aikman said earlier today, how it relates to Jason Garrett and why Ron Rivera might be the answer. That's next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Got some college football thoughts for you. Also, Clay Travis said some about uh, Tua Tavailoga, who, which is though accurate, it it's a it's it does speak to why Lamar Jackson fell in the draft, and uh, why I think Marcus Mariota is going to be a a viable commodity in this upcoming offseason. We'll get to all that. Troy Aikman was on the ticket today in Dallas. Troy Aikman, of course, Hall of Fame quarterback, ring of honor with the Cowboys, three-time Super Bowl champion, and the lead NFL analyst for Fox to be calling the Super Bowl this year with Joe Buck and Aaron Andrews. He had this to say about the Cowboys' season. We've got a head coach who we know for 10 years has been saying we're focused on Tuesday, today. That's all we're worried about is having the best practice today that we can possibly have. And the owner's talking about getting on a run and winning the Super Bowl. And you've got a head coach who comes out and says, we're going to evaluate the kicker. And then the front office says right after that, that they weren't evaluating the kicker. All those things have an impact and it slowly trickles down. So I think there's a lot of factors that have played into this. Coaching obviously hasn't been great at times in certain situations. Players haven't played great, but the front office hasn't been great in allowing the head coach to do his job either. Wow. Strong words from, uh, from Troy Aikman, and accurate words, right? Like, you hire people, you got to let them do their job. You got to let them do their job. So I just, I, I think, um, I think that what Troy is saying is he, he's, he's placing a, a substantial amount of accountability on the coaching. He's not doing one of these, Jason Garrett's my guy, back off of Jason Garrett. He's not doing one of these Jerry Jones own the team and Jerry Jones is always right. He's just, look, you, this is, you know how Jason Garrett coaches. You know what it takes to be successful in the NFL, and this is not it. This is not it. Which, of course, takes, you, takes away from a lot of the big-name coaches. Like, there's a, way, there's a reason Bill Parcells walked. There's a reason Jimmy Johnson walked. Those are the two best coaches he's ever had. There's a reason that happened. And Sean Payton has never come back. Is he well compensated by New Orleans? Sure. But if he wanted to come back, he could have been coach of the of the Cowboys. Why wouldn't you? I mean, do you think it's an affinity to Drew Brees? Or do you think it's I don't want to deal with that? I don't want I don't want to say one thing and then the owner contradicted me. Contradict me. We all have to be pulling in the same direction. And when the dysfunction becomes public generally it's when the relationship ends. Like, I think we're all under the, unless the Cowboys make a run in the playoffs, he's probably gone. I do wonder if they win a playoff game and lose in a close playoff game, if he keeps his job, and I don't think that's out of the realm of of likelihood of happening. 
Like, we were all, uh, they got to get to the NFC Championship game. Like, okay, well, what if they lose on a crazy play, but they played really well? Or what if, you know, they win in very fortunate circumstances? Are you going to allow results? That That's what happened with a lot of Eagles fans. They're like, well, Nick Foles won us the Super Bowl. He's better than Carson Wentz. Like, no, he's not. Can't beat out Gardner Minshew. He's not. He's a great dude, a great backup. And in the right scenario, he can be a starting quarterback, but he's not better than Carson Wentz. But we let the results determine it, not realizing that, you know, the Vikings shouldn't even been there. Plus, they were starting Case Keenum. Could have lost to the Falcons at home. Falcons a dome team. No. And, yeah, they, they beat the Patriots, but the Patriots didn't play Malcolm Butler, didn't have a strong defense that year. And that's just one game. Who Foles is over the life of his career is more in line with getting benched. He gets hot, ride it. When he gets cold, hop off. But as fans, we become so result-oriented. You know, it's interesting. Ron Rivera was fired yesterday or whatever, however we want to determine it, right? He was told not to come back to work, and he said, okay, I won't come back to work. But it does put him in the market to be a, a head coach this upcoming season with somebody else. And if I'm, if I'm being on, like, what do we do with coaches? Same thing with leaders of companies, right? Like leaders of companies go from, you know, like a right brain kind of abstract thinker to a guy who's managing all of the finances. Every company is run this way. You, the pendulum swings. Our government's that way. Very hard to go from like, we have a, we had a Democrat in office for eight years. He was wildly popular, but when he leaves, and of course Joe Biden didn't run, but when he leaves, the pendulum swings to the other side. And eventually it'll swing back. Like that's what happens. In coaching, or I mean, like, look, in business, that's what you do. I've been at three companies now. Anytime there's been a leadership change, the personality has been a 180 in terms of leadership style. You go from a guy who's always crea- a creative type to somebody who's like, look, all that creative is great, but show me how it actually makes sense in terms of dollars and cents. That's almost every company I've ever heard of and all three companies I've worked with in, in sports media. The same thing happens in coaching. You go from young coach to experienced coach. You go from experienced coach to inexperienced. You go from offense to defense. You go from right brain thinker to left brain thinker. Jason Garrett got the job. He was really young. He was inexperienced. Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. Jason Garrett's an offensive guy. Ron Rivera is very experienced. And though Ron Rivera hasn't had to put up with Jerry Jones before, Jerry Richardson was outspoken. Maybe not the same level. Jerry Richardson was actually an NFL player and a good one. And then when you factor in, and this is a big one, if you're the Cowboys and you say, who's had success with a Dak Prescott style of quarterback with a powerful running game and a talented defense? Carolina. Right? Like Dak Prescott isn't as big and maybe not as fast as Cam Newton, but more elusive and a lot of similar attributes. He may be more accurate. The running game is not the same, but every bit is powerful. The defense is different and needs a scheme change, but they have Jalen Smith as opposed to Luke Keekley. Like that kind of makes a bit of lot of ton of sense to me. So Troy is telling you, hey, they're not all pulling the same direction. 
which we always knew. But when Troy Aikman says it, it's like when E.F. Hutton speaks, people got to listen. And and having a having a coach who's coached in the Super Bowl, who's coached this style of quarterback with an outspoken owner, who's a defensive guy coming off of an offensive guy in Garrett, wouldn't stun me at all if Ron Rivera, one of the reasons he pulled the plug early is he thinks he's got a chance at the Cowboys job. Thinks he's got a chance. The college football playoff picture is much clearer than you think. I'll explain next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. But I, I saw last night's college football playoff rankings. And, you know, look, the, the picture as of now is 
pretty clear. We all feel like there's three teams that are better than everybody else. And the truth is that all three of those teams, because they're undefeated, all three of those teams, because they're undefeated, you know, Clemson loses could be the big one. Now, do I think they're losing to Virginia? I do not. I don't. Uh, Clemson, by the way, has allowed six points in their last two games while scoring 90. 90 to 6, they've outscored South Carolina and Wake Forest. Um, their only close game of the entire season with North Carolina, a game that North Carolina went for two, could have won the game or could have forced overtime. It's fairly close to Texas A&M. We, we hold them to this kind of ridiculous standard of, of expectation. But if they lost to Virginia, maybe. Maybe. Right now, Oklahoma is one spot below Utah. And I'm fascinated by that. Because none of these teams, and look, this all depended upon Georgia losing LSU. Georgia beats LSU. LSU probably goes in as the four seed, maybe the three seed. You know? Uh, I don't think they have Clemson and Ohio State if they're the two undefeated teams. I don't think they have them play each other. The question would be, do you put Georgia ahead of LSU if they just beat LSU, but LSU has a far better resume, even if they just lost head-to-head? That part would be interesting. But who's next? Well, who's next is interest is is also there's Baylor sitting at seven. If Baylor beats Oklahoma, could they leapfrog Utah? Utah has to beat has to beat Oregon. And I know you're sitting here going like, well, it's pretty obvious if they win that they're going to go like, yeah, not really the way it works. There's going to be style points at play. But I'll agree with something that Colin Cowherd said, which is fair. It's fair. If it's fair, if you want to sit here and go. Hey, you know what? Oklahoma has every bit the right. You know, they lost on the road to Kansas State, whereas Utah lost on the road to USC. Baylor lost at home to Oklahoma. Wisconsin lost to Illinois. That's an eliminator, even if they beat Ohio State. Like, there's nobody else. It's really OU, Baylor, and Utah. And as much as Oklahoma's preseason schedule is better, is it really? But they'd have to beat Baylor twice. You beat Baylor twice, you beat Texas, you beat Oklahoma State on the road, beat Baylor on the road. I think that's stronger than what Utah is doing. On the other hand, if you want to tell me that, look, I've seen Oklahoma. I've seen him with Kyler Murray. I've seen him with, uh, with Baker Mayfield. And no matter who their quarterback is, they can't beat these elite-level teams. That doesn't mean Utah can, but I haven't seen them try. And so for that reason, for that reason, I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to make a change there, right? Th- that's the only possible logic you, you, can, you can give me in terms of Utah. Like, why else would Utah be ranked ahead of them? Who has Utah beaten? Tell me the team that ended up being really good. Granted, you played BYU, which... Um, even though BYU hasn't turned out to be a great team, that is a rivalry game you played on the road. Other than that, you played all your conference games. You won all but the USC game, which ended up being close. You didn't have your starting running back uh, for most of that game. And, you know, to be terribly honest, to be terribly honest, you look at that and say, come on, man. USC threw the ball up to to their wide receivers. Utah outgained them 
and out and beat them in every statistical category except touchdowns. So I think it's pretty clear that everyone's ready for a little bit of a change with that next spot if and only if Georgia loses. Georgia wins. Those are your top four teams nobody's arguing about. And it's interesting that we start every year and usually get to this point of the year and people start going, well, we need to expand the playoff, expand the playoff, expand the playoff. Do we? I, I, I'm with the... Joel Clyde and I had this, an interesting discussion this week where I said, like, look, I'm all for conference champions getting in, but what if your conference champion isn't actually the best team in your conference? You don't have balanced schedules. What if Wisconsin beats Ohio State? Does that take away from what Ohio State's done the whole year? I think everyone knows who three of the four best teams are. We all think Georgia's right there, but if they lose, all right, we'll find a fourth team to put in there. Why do we need to add two or four more teams when we already have a season which decides the best? Fair, unfair, and life isn't fair. This kind of seems to be working. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in on, on this uh, Clay Helton thing. Like the Clay Helton thing had to be, had to be, we couldn't get Urban this year. Couldn't get Urban. Probably not getting James Franklin. They are winning games. But SC does this to themselves. Because Clay Helton was up in the air all season long, now all of a sudden they're having to rework their staff and get through recruiting. And no, 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 Clay, Clay is our guy. That, that's so hard to do. Like, I, I know that there's a lot of you out there that read these idiots who write for some of these websites like, college coaches, why are they really worth that much? Because that's why a kid goes to school there, you dope. We all know it. That's why people buy season tickets. That's why you have faith. That's why you believe in. It's all based upon that head coach. You don't know anything about these players. Yeah, you know, some high school recruiting guy was like, man, that guy's a five-star. A five-star. How many times have we been through this with the NFL draft? How many guys are not five-stars who end up going in the NFL draft? Did they get better? Probably. Or was it the guys that are evaluating might actually be evaluating for websites because they're not professional evaluators. I've had people who <laughs> I've had people who've reached out to me on this George Kittle thing. Like, you don't know when he was coming out of Iowa, the only reason he was drafted he was a great run blocker. Like, okay, I don't know what you heard, but I actually talked to the director of player personnel. People like, look, he was hurt a bunch at Iowa. He could block some. He can really, really run basketball player, freak athlete. And, you know, Niners took a shot on him when other people were like, I don't know. The Iowa guys weren't that high on him. We love George Kittle. We've had him on. He's awesome. But the idea that you know what a scatter report is because you read it online, like, look, and I've written online. I'll just be first to tell you, like, when I get my own personal uh, skills of evaluation, I think are pretty good but they're not going to be as good as guys that have been in the industry for 20, 25 years. So if you're taking somebody who is a, you know, Twitter tough guys, word for it, 
I, what I heard out of Iowa was, what well, I don't care what you heard. I don't even care what I heard. I'm telling you what people in the NFL say. It's the same thing in college football with these recruiting rankings. And what you do when you leave your coach's future up in the air, you hurt any ability for him to get players. You're so much better off as a fan base being completely and almost blindly supportive of your coach so that when he's, fi- that when he's fired, you're like blindsided by it. But Clay Helton's going to remain as coach at USC. I just don't know if they've done so much damage to themselves in the, you know, in his kind of the ambiguity of his, what was going to happen with him in the future that they can undo so much of the harm that was done. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva is a military vet, and of course, he's a star lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming off an emotional win over the Cleveland Browns. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is My Cleats, My Cause weekend. What's the cause in your cleats? Hey, Doug, how are you? Uh, I'm good, man. The cause of my, uh, the cause of my cleats is the uh, Special Warrior Foundation. Uh, it is a, uh, an organization that serves uh, the families uh, of service members uh, that are in special forces. And I think right now with uh, the vast majority of uh, the ground troops out of Afghanistan, uh, the, the special forces community has seen themselves you know, carrying most of the, most of the, of the fight. And, uh, and I think it's pretty cool if, uh, you know, if, if, if the, the, the foundation gets a lot of exposure uh, to the platform that is the NFL. No, I think it's, I think it's amazing. One thing you miss about being in, in the armed forces. Oh, everything. Absolutely everything. I think if you, if you were to compare uh, sort of how a football season uh, you know, evolves, OTAs, training camp, and then you got you know, the season, it's very similar to you know, how in the military you prepare for a deployment. And then you have, you know, your block leave, you start building small skills, and then you put it all together uh, with a task force training, you know, with uh, you know, helicopters and everything, just like it's going to be overseas. And then you finally go and do your deployment, which is, you know, basically like the, like the season, you know, where, where you stack up. Um, I think, you know, the enjoyment out of a deployment is, is, is a thousand times, you know, what a season is, uh, just from the standpoint of, the type of stress that you get, uh, and then that you know the, the passion that everybody around you has. You know the military and, and the special operations, especially, is is pretty special. Okay, uh, worst part when about being a plebe. A plebe. Uh, the worst. Part, I mean, everything is the worst part about uh, being a plebe. Uh, I mean, think, what, for for uh, people who don't know, a plebe is what they call uh, first year cadets at West Point. Correct. That's the year plebe, right? Yeah. The, so I, I think. I mean, to think now, you know, being in the NFL and, and, and being a complete civilian, having a, a cool lumberjack beard, and then, you know, sort of, you know, going out and playing in stadiums and then bring it back all the way back to the plea beer uh, is giving me a little bit of, 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 of goosebumps, uh, just of, of how miserable that, that, that type of lifestyle was. So I, I would say, I would say the worst part is, 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 is cupping your hands. You have to close your hands all the time and you cannot talk. When you're next to, uh, you know, your classmates walking around, uh, you have to be remain quiet all the times. And as you can see, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a talker, so it was always very, uh, very tough to have a thought in your head and not be able to share it with your with your classmates when you walk around campus. Wait, you, what? Cup in your hands? Is that what you said? Yeah, you have to cup your hands. Cup your hands basically like like you're holding. You say like you're holding a bunch of quarters uh, in your hands, and that's how you that's how you have to walk around campus all the time. All the time, all the time when you're outside, you're not allowed to talk <laughs> unless you're spoken to. So it's a little that's bit of uh, ama- that. That's amazing. Alejandro Villanueva joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, help me out. The lead up into last week's game, 
Um, the T-shirt thing was Friday. When did you first hear about it? Uh, about the T-shirt, uh, I think I, I think I read it on on Saturday. I, I think I think if, uh, players understand the media cycle a little bit, and they know that all the uh, all the big you know headlines are going to come out either Saturday or Sunday morning. And so I think I think I heard it uh, either on my way to the game or or Saturday after the the, the walkthroughs. And what do you think? Um, I mean, I think. No, I mean, you know, on one hand, you say when you when you play in the NFL for for a couple of years, and, you know, and everything starts becoming sort of the same. Like every week is the same tough challenge. Everything's the same. Uh, you know, you're facing great players. The game is sort of engineered to almost always go down to the fourth quarter, so you have to remain very, you know, in a very high stress environment. But it all sort of you know starts looking the same. But when you have, you know, an, an instance you know, where something is, is not the same as every other game. You're not playing, you know, uh, the Buffalo Bills. No, I would say the Buffalo Bills. You're not playing the, the Seattle Seahawks, and there's no, no storylines, you know, ahead of it. Um, I think, I think it, does, it does sort of, you know, make you go over the game plan one more time in your head to say make sure that, uh, that, uh, that, that you get it done. Yeah, I, I don't – how did you guys do this? I mean, you don't have – you're running back. You don't have Juju, you know – Duck Hodges was the fourth quarterback going back to training camp. You know, you're down to a talented Browns team that, that had just beaten you a couple weeks before. What changed at halftime specifically? Um, I, I don't think it was anything that changed at halftime. I think, you know, one variable that a lot of people do not uh, take into account is, is the fact that, you know, going away on Thursday night games is pretty challenging. You know, the short week... Uh, the, the fact that it is it is a night game. I mean, th- those things usually. I think there's a statistic. I'm not. I hate statistics uh, in football, but I think there's one that mentions that you know the away game, the away team. Uh, you know, it's usually a little tougher for them to to win on these Thursday night games. Um, so, you know, when, when when you don't have enough time to prepare, I think the second time around we had a little bit more time to prepare. Uh, obviously, Miles Garrett not being there was a huge factor. And then, uh, and then I think that you know, as, as as the offense started getting comfortable with with with, with Duck, then things started coming around, and the defense has been playing lights out uh, the whole season. So um, I don't know if there was any changes at halftime. I think it was just more you know continuing the game. Yeah, but the the defensive players like, hey, Mike Tomlin grabbed the grabbed the whiteboard and 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 wrote some stuff down and and changed things like kind of high school style of adjustments. Any idea what those adjustments were? Oh no, no clue. I. I you know, one thing about the NFL is that you always have to stick to your position. You know, don't try to venture out into guessing, you know, what the defense is trying to do because, you know, I, I, I would get lost, you know, if, if I had to try to explain you anything because I, you know, I myself am only familiar with, with uh, the specifics of my, uh, of my position. Yeah, don't, let's, let's not overload over that, load that brain. Uh, Alejandro Valnueva joining us. It's my cleats, my cause this weekend. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What about Duck Hodges, right? This has been kind of a wild ride. He gets thrown in early in the year. Uh, then, then Mason gets the job back. Then Mason isn't performing well enough, so they replace him. And then he gets the start and he gets the win. What was he like Sunday against the Browns? Um, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a very confident kid. He's someone who enjoys playing football and and, and I think you know likes to uh, you know to do things well. And so. Uh, you know, for, for for him, it's always been the same. You know, there's, there's no hesitation in his voice when he's calling the plays. You know, there's 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 not a lot of hesitation in his play either. I think he's, he feels pretty comfortable. Um, I think, 
as an offense, you know, we've been, you know, obviously very frustrated, you know, the whole season of not being able to to have, uh, you know, the results that 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 we're accustomed to. But you know, at the same time, it's always it's been fun. You know, try to come up with ways to get better every single week. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the, the injuries, uh, you know, especially the skill position. I think you got to give a lot of credit to the coaches, uh, especially Coach Townsend, because he's he keeps reiterating this concept of engineering a way to win and, and finding out ways, uh, you know, to to sort of measure which variables are more important and address them first and, and trying to get trying to get a victory every week. Awesome stuff. Alejandro Villanueva joining us. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, last thing, what what is it about the Steelers culture? You mentioned your coach, hey, let's just find a way to win. But what is it about, you know, like the saying that you guys have is the standard is the standard, which is kind of ambiguous. It feels like it is what it is, but I do kind of get it. How how, how have you guys been able to manufacture the 7-5 and five season considering all of the different things? You know, going through three quarterbacks, losing your running back, you know, all, you know, losing your wide receiver. How, how has this happened? Um, I mean, I don't think any of the players are looking at the season in that way. I think, you know, most of us just worry about our job. We don't try to do anything that's, that's, that's greater than, uh, you know, that we have, you know, uh, uh, you know the, the things that we, that, we, that we can do in the field. Um, if you focus on your job and you sort of do your job and, and you enjoy the process, you know the, the the way in this ride that that it is the Pittsburgh Steelers that it is being with Coach Tomlin, uh, then then you you find that you know at the end of the day uh, is your own preparation and is your own adaptation to this routine of the NFL uh, that leads you to success. And so uh, I like I love the culture. I uh, cannot say enough about the organization, um, Coach Tomlin, and especially my teammates. It is an unbelievable place to be. Uh, but like I said, I think. At the end of the day, I'm, you know, everybody's sort of worried about their own job, and, and, and nobody's thinking that uh, that this season, by any means, we've done anything, or that we could be satisfied with our, you know, seven and five, because it could have been, you know, a much better record, you know, had we maybe taken care of some of the games early on in the season, uh, you know, which were very, very reachable, and uh, you know, from from that from that aspect, we're we're a little more disappointed, I think, than we are happy about where we are. Awesome stuff. Uh... Again, uh, My Cleats, My Cause weekend. It's a Special Operations Warrior Foundation, and uh, you'll see him on the cleat. Who's who's making your cleats for you? Um, you know what? I'm I'm a very I, I you know I, the organization gave it to me, and, and I forgot to ask for the name of the of the artist. I feel terrible. If I had a Twitter account or anything, I would have I would have published it, but I, I cannot stand the connectivity and the social media these days. I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm on it. It's a it's a it's a scary scary place at times. In the meantime, can't wait to see the cleats. Uh, you tell us you, if you can find a way to tell us who the artist is offline. We'll make sure they, that that he or she is properly represented. In the meantime, uh, thanks for protecting us when you served abroad, and appreciate you joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you so much, Doug. All right, it's Alejandro Villanueva. Obviously, I mean, like, dude, you go serve, serve two tours in Afghanistan, go to West Point, brilliant guy, and Pro Bowl lineman. That's not a, that's not like an American hero. I I don't really know who is. I, I don't really know who it is. All right, I want to get to what the Fox said. Okay, play you some of that, which we missed earlier. Plus, the Marlins are switching to a completely new field next year. We'll explain next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we usually get to this in the second hour of the show, but 
Uh, we had Daniel Jeremiah in that segment, so I felt like I'd love to bring it back because I love all of the shows we hear have here on Fox Sports Radio are are good ones. Like you wake up in the morning, you got Clay Travis, who uh, he made this point about Tua Tavailogan and how how interesting he was in his answer about whether or not he'll come back for next year, not wanting to make a decision right now. And he's like, I think he goes up to draft boards because just of how he answered that question. Like, look. I, most the one of the reasons everybody points to Lamar Jackson falling by their estimation in the NFL draft because they, people want to use him a wide receiver like he was kind of nonverbal. Remember his mom was his agent. People couldn't get a hold of her. He didn't want to run the forty when he's at the whiteboard. He wasn't terribly advanced. But how Tua is his presentation? How Jameis is in terms of his football IQ? How uh, Marcus Mariota was. These are these are people, okay? These are people who are completely refined, comfortable within their own skin, and capable. Kyler Murray, like I know Kyler Murray was super quiet on the Dan Patrick show and didn't have a great presentation there. But if you listen to him at the podium during his first year, like. This guy knows his stuff. He knows football. It's just more product of he wasn't comfortable because of the baseball answer. Anyway, here's uh, let's let's get to something the fox said. And now, <laughs> what does the fox say? So every day we play for you a portion of a Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports One show. Nick Wright, co-host, first things first, talking about what may be next for Ron Rivera. I think right now, the Dallas Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns should both be. There's no tampering with coaches. Well, even if there is, it doesn't matter because Ron Rivera's now been fired. Even though they are yet to fire Jason Garrett and Freddie Kitchens, those are two teams that are ready to win right now. Two teams that I believe have above average, if not better, quarterbacks. Two teams that have enough talent on the roster that if they just had better coaching would be not only in the playoff picture, but I think leading, potentially leading their respective divisions. Cleveland maybe not leading over Baltimore, but right there in the thick of the AFC playoff hunt, those a team like that needs a coach like this. And a team like that, I believe, could use a defensive-minded, hard-nosed head coach that says, hey, we're going to hire the offensive coordinator. His job is going to be the quarterback. My job's going to be everything else on the roster. So I wouldn't, if I were Dallas or Cleveland, try to go with a Lincoln-Riley type, which maybe works, and maybe you're going after another coach in a couple years. I know Ron Rivera can coach in this league. I know that two teams that lack discipline, that lack attention to detail, could use a a coach such as Ron Rivera. So those are two teams teams that I feel like we know the jobs are going to be open at the end of the year. I think they should start the bidding war right now for Ron <laughs> Rivera because one of them is, I, if they're smart, is going to get him and one of them is going to be missing out. I, I tend to agree, but if I'm, you know, if you're Ron Rivera, obviously Cowboys seem to be a team with much more talent and much more balance and, you know, they got to do a better team than what the, what the Browns have. The Browns have, have, they put the fun in dysfunction. The Cowboys are just underachieving, but not in the classical, comical, poorly coached way the Browns are. The problem with the Browns are, like, look at how quickly they've gone through all their coaches. I'm Ron Rivera. I want stability. I want stability. Uh, The good thing about Ron Rivera is he's never been a guy who picked the groceries. You know, he's had 
you know, Marty Herney now and Dave Gettleman, those are pretty strong-minded general managers. So the idea of having the complete and autonomous control, he wouldn't have. I would say the Cleveland thing won't happen because unless he and Dorsey are close, Dorsey's going to hire somebody who he's close with. Remember, Dorsey was in Green Bay. That feels like Mike McCarthy. You know, the one thing you got to take, you got to, you got to remember, you need to remember, is that, um, and it's really important, is that coaches, just like players, go somewhere where there's a familiar face. You know, Sean McDermott hired a general manager from Charlotte, from from Carolina, because so, they'd worked together before. You know, John Dorsey is going to go hire somebody he's worked with before, somebody he knows. Cowboys might not, just because they're coming off of somebody they knew in a Jason Garrett, and now they just want the best possible available. Let's get to the press. The press. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's get to it, Steve DeSager. What do you got? Well, let's start with the Marlins because they will install a synthetic grass field at their ballpark now and move in the fences in center and right center by 12 feet. But CEO Derek Jeter today referred to the challenges of growing a natural grass field there. So they'll have, and I've seen the artist's rendition of the levels, the synthetic blades of grass at the top, and then the soil, if you want to call it that, the soil fill is 90% coconut with the sand below that. And apparently the Diamondbacks installed the same type of field this past year, and the Rangers' new stadium will have the same. It opens next year. So five of the 30 ballparks in the majors will now have artificial turf, including Toronto and Tampa Bay. Yeah, and artificial turf, which, which is interesting because we are kind of going back to the, we got away from the artificial turf, and then they got to the field turf. Now everybody's on the field turf. And I, I'll, I'll only point this out. It's way softer than the old turf was. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, having a son that's played tackle football on it, it's still way harder than grass. But imagine the Minnesota game with the snow on an old type of field last weekend. It held up so well and looked so good and heated underneath during all the snow. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that the field got white. Technology is certainly better than before, and it's not just laying out a carpet over cement like the old days in the 70s. No, it's it's not, but but it it is still a carpet, and it is still over cement. The cushioning is better, but it wears down kind of quick. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the more interesting part is coconuts. Like, how many coconuts were wasted? We're like, ah, too much. Now everybody's drinking coconut water, coconut milk. Coconut milk's in your in your, your coffee, and now you're using coconut for infield shavings? Interesting. Yeah, good recycling. Tiger Woods is golfing in the Bahamas this week. The Hero World Challenge is underway. It's a Wednesday through Saturday event. Woods, apparently in a windy day, shot even par 72, so he's six strokes back of the co-leaders, Patrick Reed and Gary Woodland, each side 66. Justin Rose is three back. Golf this week and Tiger involved. As for the Pro Bowl, fan voting Mm -hmm. is heading into its final week. Who is still the number one vote-getter overall? Not even uh, concerned about position. Most Lamar Jackson. Yes. It's the Ravens quarterback. About 450,000 votes. Russell Wilson with about 360,000. And Patrick Mahomes, about 350,000. Number four and five overall in the voting, Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. The top vote-getters by team are the San Francisco 49ers. And by the way, not only Dalvin Cook at running back for NFC, but the top vote-getter at AFC running back, Nick Chubb of Cleveland so far. Hmm. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't care about fan voting in the NFL. I mean, so much of it is based upon fantasy football. Like, do we really think Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback in the NFL? Well, he's made a lot of points for fantasy players. I understand, but yes. do we really think he's the best quarterback in the NFL? No. Come on, no. Having no. a great year. Going to be the MVP, likely. And the TV ratings are out officially for the Ohio State-Michigan telecast on Fox last Saturday. 12.42 million viewers. And in fact, uh, this uh, this interesting note from Sports Media Watch that since Jim Harbaugh became the Michigan coach 2015, they've had at least 10.5 million from the uh, for the Ohio State Michigan games which is more than they used to have in the previous years before he arrived but also a big up for the Oklahoma Oklahoma State telecast which Fox had at night last Saturday that was 5.8 million which is the largest that that rivalry game has had in about 5 6 years yeah you know usually They've been on ABC's coverage. Obviously, Fox Fox has done an amazing job this year, college football, promoting it and putting their best games on network TV. And network TV still matters. You know, like, look, we all grew up in the kid where cable was, but there are people that just don't watch sports on cable or t- struggle to find the game. That's not the case. And obviously, network TV wins the day. Especially as people are unplugging and people can get the, quote, over-the-air channels. Mm-hmm. And that oh. is the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. We talk about it all the time. You got to pull in the same direction. And what what Troy Aikman said on a Dallas radio station earlier today was like, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Jason Garrett's been great. But his boss, Jerry Jones, in an effort to be, you know, Jerry Jones, he's not helping. And when you don't pull in the same direction, you're going to struggle to find your next head coach if you choose to fire this head coach. That's a big D for you. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. 
No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 